Welcome back to Sung's Garage with Racer M and me. This is another entertainment review. I hope you guys enjoyed Racer M's last top five movies to watch. Today's podcast is his top TV shows to watch, where to watch them and why he loves them. All right, you guys enjoy. I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to Sung's Garage. It's entertainment review time with Racer M and me. So let's just get to it, Racer M. Uh, top five favorite TV and recent films you have watched that I should watch. Okay. Uh, well, at the top of my list is The Good Place. The Good Place. The Good Place is great. Okay, why? Uh, it's created by Mike Schur. Okay. He did that? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. And... Uh, not the other show, but he, oh, Parks and Rec. He did Parks and Rec okay. too. So it's a comedy. So it's a comedy. Um, it has this really positive, optimistic tone all throughout, and it's not like saccharine, like ugh, whatever. But it feels very earned, and it it's hilarious too. It's basically about Kristen Bell. Uh -huh. She dies, and she's welcomed to the good place by Ted Danson. Ted Danson is this angel who has created like an afterlife uh -huh. for them that is like completely perfect. Uh -huh. But the catch is, Kristen Bell is not the person who is supposed to go to the good place. It was supposed to be someone else with the same name. Okay. And so it's about her hiding out. Okay. So that one's really good. Where can you watch this? Um, you can watch that on Hulu, Hulu. and NBC. NBC. NBC Universal. All right. Okay, number two. Nathan for you. Nathan for you. You've been talking about it. Yeah, I yeah. love that show. Okay. It's over now. Okay. Wrapped in, I think, 2018. Okay. But I always go back and rewatch it. Basically, any new friend that I make is an excuse to go watch it again because I'll have them come over. And it's like, you, you like this? Guy friend, yeah. girlfriend. Either friend. Really? Either friend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I've seen that show so many, so many times. All right. You got a lot of friends. Oh, no. Most of them were like just by myself. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't want to get the wrong. Okay. Right, Nathan Free, where can you watch that? Uh, Comedy Central Comedy and Central. Hulu. All right. It's basically about this guy who went to school in Canada with really good grades okay. and he provides business owners with advice on how to make their business thrive okay but his ideas include introducing a poo flavored yogurt for a yogurt place uh -huh. and uh what's the other one he also does one where there's a rebate for gas and the rebate makes it a dollar but the rebate is on top of a mountain and so anyone that went to the gas station they would get like a dollar gas, but then they'd be told you have to return the rebate on the top of a mountain. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's one. It doesn't sound, it does, that's a comedy? That's a comedy. Okay. Uh-huh. You don't make it sound like a comedy. <laughs> I can't do the deadpan. A lot of it is Nathan, the host. Uh -huh. He just has a really great presence, perfect deadpan, and he always manages to get to like the humanity of all his subjects. Mm. Never feels like He's making fun of them. Mm -hmm. It's just laughing with them. Uh, and I like that a lot. I see. Uh -huh. As an actor really makes the show. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, All right. Number three. Number three. Number three. Um, 
Oh, the boys. The boys. The boys. Marvel. No. No. No, not Marvel. Um, I'm not sure what imprint. Maybe it's. It's on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh. Available in 4K. Wait, it's about the. Isn't it about the superheroes? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I saw the. I saw. I saw. I saw about 20 minutes of the the, the pilot. What do you think? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really loved it. Like first episode, really great. Yeah. It's directed by the pilot is directed by Dan Trachtenberg. He did uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh yeah. And he did. Um, what did he do after that? Oh, he did that Black Mirror episode called Playtest, the one where he gets the implant on his neck and uh-huh. he has to he sees everything in like this augmented reality. Uh-huh. Have you seen that one? I don't. I think so. I've I've watched. Because there's four seasons of Black Mirror. Five. Five. Uh-huh. But they're short. Some are shorter than others. Yes. I love all of them. It's like the modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah. So I've probably seen it, but I don't remember it. I don't remember the story. I believe it's season three, episode two. Okay. Yeah. So but he directed the pilot of the boys. He did the pilot of the boys, and he did that great episode of Black Mirror. But the boys, wonderful. Like, the cast is great. Um, it has Carl Urban in it, and he's awesome. Yeah. I loved him in Dread. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Um, it's got, man, I am He's blank. good in Star Trek, too. Yeah, yeah. No, he's kick-ass. Because that McCoy is a hard character, because he's not doing an impression of McCoy, but it's, but he kind of made, made it his own, huh? Like it's a, that a accent, part of it. Uh, the accent still works. Yeah. It doesn't feel like he's doing some rip-off. Yeah. You know. But it's new. Yeah. Yeah, it's more it's more rugged. His rendition. It, yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, uh, it also the lead, one of the leads is uh, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's actually really good. He has he has the everyman thing like down pat. Wait, what character does he play? He plays the person whose girlfriend is murdered by one of the superheroes. Oh yeah, what with the arms? Yeah, yeah. uh huh, uh-huh. dude, that was crazy. It was right, and, and then it went into like this Law and Order kind of feel, uh huh, like our CSI episode almost. Weird, uh, right? Yeah, and then actually, coincidentally, going back to like Star Trek, uh, Simon Pegg's in it. Simon Pegg plays That's the right. dad That's of right. that character. That's right. And then fun fact is that in the comic, the look of the main character, Huey, was based off of Simon Pegg. So it was kind of a weird homage to have him play the dad. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like something that Simon Pegg would direct or be in. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's darker than what you're used to seeing Simon Pegg do. Mm-hmm. He leans towards comedy, I would, mm-hmm. I would say, right? Yeah. Associate. Yeah. So, okay. That's good. So The Boys. The Boys. Number three. Let's That's see. a good show. So four. Okay. Uh, Telling me to so eat less. Is it the noise? Oh man, it's just kind of, but it's who I am. It's I, I snack. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, fourth show has got to be dark. What? Dark. Oh, dark. Okay. So dark is a Netflix original. Okay. Uh, two seasons are out. Third one's coming this year. Oh. Uh-huh. How many episodes? 
Uh, I believe season. the first one is 10, and the latter season is 8, and then 3, I think it might be 8 again, but don't quote me. Okay. Do but, you prefer 8 to 13 episode TV series or 22, 24? Like, you know, I like the sweet spot. I feel like the British series, they good. They do pretty well with like not beating a dead horse. Like Office, Office series one and series two are both six episodes, and then there was just a Christmas special, and that was it. Yeah. So yeah, I prefer the shorter one, but I mean, sometimes you get into the longer one, and if the story's compelling enough, you can go into it. Like what? I think I think shows like Cheers, like comedy shows like that, work for like twenty two, twenty four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. Serialized. Like mm -hmm. I don't know if I could follow. Like. Episodics like 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 uh, procedurals, law and order. Like, yeah. You don't have to watch the previous episode to follow. Uh huh. But I don't know. That's like feels like I'm eating junk food. Huh. When I watch those procedurals. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I don't really. I'm not the target audience. I don't watch Bones. I've never seen. Any What's of the target things? audience for a procedural show like Bones? Who are they? <laughs> no, well, really, it's so an interesting conversation. Like, who? Why do you watch those shows? Why are you prone to like those shows? Opposed to so I'm not... Dark, The Boys, Nathan for you, The Good Place. Wait, why am I? Yeah, like why are you not the... the, the... Oh, for that? Yeah. <laughs> what makes you that? I, I enjoy more serialized stuff, to be honest. And actually on that note of a t like 22, 22-ish run for a season that's good and is a comedy, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Which is again from like sure good place because yeah. that one goes on for a while. It's mildly serialized, but the characters do develop over time, oh. and it's hilarious. Yeah. Andy Samberg's in it, Terry Crews is in it. Yeah. Um, watch who else is in here? Um, Joe Latruglio. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. Uh, the female lead, one of her. One I of forgot her name. Stephanie Beatrice. What? That's not her name. The other one. There's another oh, one. Oh, Melissa here. Fumero. Yeah, she is married to David Fumero, who I did uh, 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 season four. Yeah, was, I think it was season, yeah, season four of Power. Oh, shit. Her husband's an actor. So he and I were on the same team on the, in, the, in the show, like the legal team. We're attorneys. Uh -huh. He got killed off. But anyway, she, <laughs> she uh, is married to him. So uh -huh. it's six degrees of separation. Wow. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. So they have a beautiful babe boy. That's adorable. Yeah. Uh, so so oh, dark. Oh yeah. Okay, dark. So dark uh, is great. It's a German show, I believe. Um, the backstory for dark was that they did like a hacker movie. That it's a husband and wife team, I believe. And Netflix approached them. They wanted them to do like a TV version of the movie, and they were like, "We don't want to do that. We don't want to like keep treading the same ground." So they did this show called Dark. Wow. It's about this small German town. Um, and in 2019, kids start disappearing in this small town. And what the people in the town slowly realize is that disappearances in that town happened 33 years ago, exactly the same way. Mm. And they're trying to figure out what the pattern is. Mm. Like it. Kind of, yeah. Uh -huh. Like if. Like, do you care about a mild spoiler you find out in, like, episode three? I don't know if that matters. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. What's that base? It's a time travel story. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a time travel story. 
and then to cycle. It happens every 33 years. Oh. And it's really good. It's so good. They came up with this premise? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a mind, it's like a mind fuck kind of. How many episodes show. per season? Ten for the first, eight for the second. So it can keep going, you think, for like five seasons? No, they plan for three and they're doing three. And that's why I like it. They're oh. not trying to out... Um, same characters? All yeah, same on. characters. Uh-huh. All right. So dark. All right. Dark is great. Five. Yep. Fifth TV show. Fifth TV show. Um, there's so many. Oh! <laughs> I can't believe I ever... Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah. I will stand for Mr. Robot anytime. Yes. It is easily, after completing its run, it's like, it's goat status. Goat status, It's yeah. goat status. I just finished doing a movie with Christian Slater. Oh. Heroics for Netflix. Robert Rodriguez directed it. Uh-huh. So it's in the Spy, Spy Kids family. Uh -huh. But I worked with Christian Slater on Bullet to the Head several years ago. Uh-huh. But it was so fun working with him, man. He's like, he's like that, like, I learned a lot from him. It was like meeting like an older brother, older cousin, and kind of seeing a well-traveled man, you know, um, going through the trials and tribulations of life, but then coming out of it like with light behind his his eyes and being yeah. positive and how to be enthusiastic and supportive to other actors, engage, you know, because you, you meet actors or you meet people in this town and they just disconnect. They can't like look at somebody in their eyes. They can't uh -huh. connect with you. So you, they f you feel like you're not even talking to them. They're talking kind of at them or they're just they're just kind of going through the, the, the motions of having a conversation. But it's great to see a guy that, you know, is so seasoned, right? And then also famous uh -huh. and, and a part of my like pipe pop culture identity. Is it pump up the volume? From from him? Yeah. No, I think it's true romance. Oh. Yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, because I feel like I identified with that like, kind of because he, he was like much. He was like a very much of a loner, mm -hmm. and I feel like I could identify, like looking for romance. You know, like a true romance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True romance, yeah. exactly. Uh -huh. Anyway. So anyway, yeah, six degrees of separation. So he is awesome. Happy for him. Uh, His turn in the show as Mr. Robot is incredible. Yeah, he's great in it. That show's great. Yeah. That's the kind of show you want to be a part of, man. I mean, the I think someone was talking earlier about how like the, the thing that separates people from being great and like decent yeah. Is the details mm -hmm. and that show is like chock full of details like yeah. when you watch that show from beginning to end there's a reason why they do every little tiny thing like cinematically the direction is great the writing is amazing and yeah the performance is Rami Malek Portia Doubleday um, Christian Slater oh BD Wong BD Wong is mm -hmm. excellent in it as oh. White Rose, yeah. he's so good. The crew, the camera crew that works on Mr. Robot, when they that show their season ends, they come over to power. So oh, they, they would be able to like share different styles, and I would say, hey, what's a different style of power and and Mr. Robot? And if you'd like, you know, they said there's just you know less less limitations like just go for it like camera angle wise right like cross the line and all those it's things. awesome yeah. he'll do like a lot like you'll see a lot of ceilings in yeah. mr robot yeah. the way he likes to shoot them but 
I mean, it's a roller coaster, and like it dabbles in a bunch of different genres within that story over the course of four seasons, and it's honestly like one of the most impressive things I've seen, because especially considering that the creator Sam Esmail, he directed all of the seasons from two to four. Why not the first? The first time he was a first-time showrunner. Oh, and so they got the guy f who did the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo yeah. to do the pilot of Mr. Robot. Yeah. But if you watch Sam Esmail's feature Comet, which he did before Mr. Robot, and you look at the style, I believe it's a different DP, but the look is very similar, indicating that a lot of that style is from him from the get-go, mm -hmm. even if he didn't direct it. Mm. But yeah. But do you feel like it's a, a, a vast difference from season one to two to four? Uh, it's just like different parts of the journey. But in terms of quality, yeah. it's great. A lot of people give the show flack for season two. But I feel like every step of that journey is necessary to get to the conclusion that he planned from the beginning. Because Mr. Robot was actually a feature script that the guy had. Who did, who did? Sam Esmail. He wrote it? He wrote it as a feature. Where did he come up with it? Ah, uh, oh, it was because he was dissatisfied with the portrayal of computer hacking in shows. What? Why, why, why does he care? Because that was just his thing. It was just, he wanted to see something accurate. So that was what, one part of it. Did he do that for a living or was he just like... I forgot the background on that. Right. but. Mr. Robot has like technical advisors and all the hacks in the show are like actual things that they're like, this is possible. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah. But he made it as a feature and then he did it into this thing. So he always knew where it was going. And that's right. cool. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's great. What's he doing next? Um, he's doing season two of Homecoming on Amazon Prime. Ah, oh, Julia think, Roberts. Yeah, the f yeah, I don't think she's in the sec the second one. Have you seen the first season? Yes. Have Love you it? seen it? No. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. His style's all over the like, definitely there too, but it's an interesting evolution. They play a lot. If I'm not mistaken, it's like three four or four three. They do four three stuff intermixed in Homecoming. What well, explain that? Like they'll change the aspect ratio to like something more square-ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do they do that? Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's because it's a shorthand for the timelines. There's different timelines occurring, uh -huh. and so they just have like present day one way, other way that way. Uh -huh. So it's kind of like Chris Nolan with the black and white scenes in Memento. Because if you change the aspect ratio to like do like eight millimeter or something, like it it it, it refers to like the past. Long time ago, mm -hmm, yeah. So that's what they're doing, um, essentially. Might be, yeah. I don't remember. It's been a while, couple months. Okay. But definitely, great show, great acting All as right. well. Okay. Um, so he's doing Homecoming. He's producing the show called Briar Patch that's also coming out on USA, and Rosario Dawson's in it. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I love so her. that's looks exciting. Yeah, I remember her from. Uh, can't remember. Can't remember the movie. What was the movie? The uh, kids. Kids. Yes. Crazy, right? Yeah. That that movie, like, for me, redefined what narrative, like the fine line between narrative and documentary. Mm -hmm. It's like a docu docu narrative. It's Larry Clark, right? Yeah. Kids. 
Yeah, he he pushed that boundary of like kind of like like you know almost like pedophile perspective of like what young teenage sex is and stuff. And I was like, do we? Need, after like his third film, I was like, I appreciated kids because I feel like it was cutting age and just the way it was shot, and then like the kind of the exploration of you know puberty and sexual you know sexual uh, maturity and young teenagers right in, in inner cities. But then his later movies, I felt like it was more about the sex and the exploitation of that opposed to oh it's a journey and that's just a part of growing up or being a teenager. Uh -huh. you, you follow? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then after that, Harmony Corinne came from him because I'm pretty sure he huh? did the script. Harmony Corinne, he What's did that? Spring Breakers. Did Spring Breakers, um, the did? Beach Bum, Harmony Curran, who is the screenwriter, I think, for kids. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I oh. think that's where he got his start. I think he was like 20 or something. Really? Yeah. So wait, what's, what's he doing now? Um, he The last thing he did was The Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McBeach. That's a long time ago. Mm, I think it was 18, right? 2019. 2019, so it's this year, yeah. Beach Bum? The Beach Bum. With Matthew McConaughey. Comedy? Yeah, comedy. That feels like a film that he would have done early in his career. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but oh, have you okay. seen Spring Breakers? Why do I know this movie? Selena Gomez, James Franco is alien. He's an alien. No, his name's Alien in the sh in the show. No, what is it's like a like a teenage. Spring Breakers is about a bunch of I think college age women, and they start robbing. Oh, places. I see. And then James Franco is the one who kind of cajoles them into doing it. Mm. Yeah. But he has a very clear aesthetic as well. Uh, Harmony current. All right. So let's go. We got We don't have much time because I got to go to dinner soon. But uh, we, let's. So we did the five TV shows. Good Place, Nathan For You, The Boys, uh, Dark, and Mr. Robot. Next time we'll talk about my favorite TV shows of all time, top five, and my favorite t uh, films of all time. Oh. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on Entertainment Review with Racer M and me, and we'll see you next time. All right. That was Racer M's top TV shows to watch. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed his list. Uh, if you have any add-ons or suggestions, uh, make sure you guys write us. We'll take a look at it, and maybe we'll review those movies. All right, be good, all. Talk to you next time. Our next podcast is with one of my favorite people, uh, one of my personal heroes, Luke Sporn. So I'm going to give a shout-out to all the people that made Sounds Garage possible. we got producers Anson Ho, Sal Gatdula, Gary Lee, Aaron Strong going. We got music by the one and only talented Lyrics Born. And we got food, catering, and hugs and love by Mickey M. All right. Thank you very much. And also, all of you guys that are listening. Till next time, peace out. <laughs>